I'm the kind of person where I don't often kind of sit in my emotions. Like you've heard me say a couple of times, I'll, I repress the bad stuff. Um, I only like to remember the good things. But that also means in the moment that I won't often be in a bad place mentally or even acknowledge that emotion. But looking back on it, this was one of the hardest times of my life. And really, really challenging. And it was just months of make this tough call, make this tough call, make this tough call. Hearing from people on both ends of, that makes sense. Why are you doing that? You know? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Thank you so much for tuning in to this season of I've Been Better. been so exciting. It's officially the first day of spring on the day that we're recording this episode, which is extremely exciting for us that live in the South because we go through these like false seasons here. If y'all have ever seen those memes where they tell us it's like false spring, then third winter, then who knows what, and now it's officially spring. It's been a beautiful, beautiful weekend here. Here, and I'm very excited for that. Um, wanting to send some extra love out into the world with what's going on with the war in Ukraine and what's happening just all across our country and all across our globe with people in duress and we are thinking about them. My heritage is from that Eastern you know, European area. And so while I don't necessarily have family in that area now, our family is pretty passionate about what's happening over there. And so we definitely don't support you know, what Putin is doing. And, you know, I don't really want to say much else or get super political, but our hearts are with you. And we are thinking about you from the family here at I've Been Better. So to today's episode, I have a lovely guest sitting in front of me, and I'm very excited for her to share with y'all today. Uh, So I'll tell you guys a little bit about her. Melissa is a brand strategist and marketer passionate about creative strategy and brand building. Lots of big words uh, for someone like myself who doesn't do anything in the marketing world. (laughs) She is skilled in translating brand insights into powerful storytelling, driving results from brand to demand. Melissa believes you can build a community of togetherness through meaningful content. Melissa, I'm with you. I support this statement wholeheartedly. It speaks to my soul. Melissa currently lives and works in Raleigh, North Carolina, and she is married to a previous guest that we have had on this podcast, Jordan Huggins. So I will officially welcome Melissa Huggins. Melissa Ruggiero, but thank you. Right? I was like, should I say that? Because I don't think you've changed your name. No, um, I'm still Melissa Ruggiero. Um, Are you going to keep it? I'm going to keep my name. Good for you. We'll just cut that part out. No, Melissa, it's fine. say it again, because I'll just cut it and move it around. Melissa Ruggiero. Why do I want to say Ruggiero? <laughs> because there's a lot of vowels. It's confusing to it's a just lot of Ruggiero? people. Ruggiero. Ruggiero. Yeah. Melissa Ruggiero. I love that. I believe it. That's fine. We'll just leave all this in. It's great. Yeah. Um, so thank you for correcting me, because I think that's really badass, and I love that. I will not be keeping my last name. You have so. a great last name. No. There's three silent letters. <laughs> so unnecessary and my granddad that gave it to me was adopted so it's not i don't actually care about my last name okay yep well there you go shoo shoo you don't need it no and can you imagine like what if i hyphenated it (laughs) like 11 letters plus more letters it's like i mean how long your last name is probably 11 letters too um r-u-g-g i love that we're counting this eight eight oh see mine's 11 very unnecessary it's a lot of letters a lot which is why my first name and middle name are very short (laughs) yeah i do like Huggins and Jordan's last name, and I love being his wife. Um, 
if we have children, I will probably take a hyphen so that we can have all have the yeah. same last name. Yeah, but good for you. I love that you're keeping your last name. I mean, your last I name is also name. awesome. Yeah, why would you get rid of it? I wouldn't. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, like it speaks to your family line and your heritage and you're like, I'm yeah. not. what is Jordan's background? So I actually had this conversation the other day. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just a mutt. We have no idea. When we first got together, my grandpa was like, Huggins, you know, what, what is that? I'm like, uh, I think his grandparents were born in Hickory. So maybe they've been here forever. I don't That's know. So they were just born here. Never left. Yeah. Well, it's gotta know. be some sort of. He came from somewhere. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like maybe Eastern European of some kind or just European period. No idea. We'll have to find out. We'll do it. We'll do a secret 23 and me. <laughs> I don't know if he knows either. On Jordan. That'd be so funny. <laughs> that stuff fascinates it. me though. I'm such yeah. a, like, a historian at heart. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Well, Melissa, thank you for being on this podcast and thank coming you. and spending the first day of spring with us. Oh, it's so special. I know. It's so cool to see like us go from winter to spring within one hour of being yeah. together right well so if y'all didn't know this officially the spring equinox is at eleven thirty three eastern standard time on march 20th sunday right so we have 22 minutes we have 22 minutes it's like currently eleven oh eight a.m on sunday march 20th in the eastern standard time zone how are you feeling about this uh daylight savings thing that's happening oh that they're like they're removing trying to get rid it? of it yeah so I am pro removing it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit ridiculous, although I'm very much so benefiting from it right now. Right. That's what, so I was all for it. And Josh was like, you do know that means that it will not be sunny until 8 a.m. in the winter. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I think that'll be a little weird. What, so the only thing I know about it is from what you told me earlier. <laughs> the <laughs> like I didn't false read about information it. I probably shared with you. Who knows you, what I said? You told me that the state's could decide which zone. which is a total lie i don't actually know where i read that <laughs> i thought that's what i read and i don't know what i was talking about but i yeah i guess so i think josh corrected me and basically saying that they were trying to make it standard time which is what it'd be like we wouldn't have done what we did last weekend mm-hmm. we wouldn't spring forward we would just leave it we would just leave it if i'm I don't actually know if that's correct, but I had thought I had read that like, that's what they were trying to decide because like different states are like more impacted by that, like where Mm -hmm. they are, you know, based on the sun's location. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. Wouldn't that be cool though? If that's what they they, did, we just like have different time everywhere. I would hate that. I work with people like across the U S and it would be so confusing. You can't do that. There's time zones for a reason. Like you can't do that. Right. I don't know what I was talking about. Yeah. When you told me that I was thinking, well, that's going to be really confusing. <laughs> this is why sometimes I'll say things and I need to be like, do not quote me on that. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. I just read it. Yeah. Just the messenger. Yeah. I should actually read about it because I, I put a do. lot of like weight in what you said and was like, oh, that's <laughs> well, it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Especially if that's like on Instagram. Don't do that. I'm like, look at this cool thing that I know nothing about. I know. I'm the same Pretend way. to be an expert in five minutes. I always say I, I read about it and really I read a headline. <laughs> I like briefly saw someone post about it on Facebook. Facebook. It's terrible. I and need I know to be nothing. better. Melissa, tell us a little bit more about yourself other than what I said. Yeah. So first of all, thank you, Susan and Josh, for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah. So excited to be here on. with your beautiful animals. I know. I, I, did you see one creep into the room while we were sitting here? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that they were all in here right now. Um, yeah. I mean, you pretty much nailed it. My name's Melissa. Um, oh, I'm do, from Greensboro. You're more than your job. Thank you. Yeah, I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, 
I moved here almost two years ago with my husband, my new husband. Um, and I'm really into wellness, um, whether that's physically or mentally. Um, yeah, I, I didn't love- mention y'all that Melissa constantly tries to coax us into taking <laughs> new classes at our gym here. Yeah, something about me is I will talk everyone into going to a dance class. I'm for um, it. Yeah, they're so fun. They're Please so fun. join me, anyone listening, if you're in Raleigh. Yeah, come um, to the YMCA. At the YMCA. Yeah. Yeah, I love dancing, um, hanging out with friends, reading, learning, traveling, um, always in search of learning more, even though I just said I only read headlines. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we are in a book club together. Have you, yes. have you read our book? No. Oh my gosh. Melissa. And it was my choice. You, stop. I know. We have a book club. Um, this month I chose Yearbook by Seth Rogen. Um, I really love to read um, fiction books normally, but I put I chose a nonfiction book this month. I thought it was a nice change up. We had been doing a lot of murder <sighs> mysteries. I know. I love and, those. Which are fantastic. So easy to absorb mm-hmm. and, you know, spit back out. But this was a nice change of pace. Yeah. So I'm excited to read it. Um, love comedy, obviously, because my husband is a comedian. Yes. So I kind of have to. Um, <laughs> well, you but, do not you know, to. before we got together, I loved it too. Um, yeah. I need to read the book. Are you going to read it or are you going to listen to it? Does he narrate it? Yes. So and it's only six hours on audiobook. I think I should listen to it then. It I have very the hard quick. copy from the library. I think you could read it quickly too. It was just cool. He does have um, voice actors do the oh. other character, which is really cool yeah. too. Yeah, that so sounds cool. I liked listening to it, and I also listen to books at one point two five speed, <laughs> which is people. Seth Rogen's sped up sounds ridiculous it, to me. It, I will say he, him <laughs> is fast, so I wouldn't recommend one point two five speed on his book. But uh, like nonfiction murder mystery books, it's not a problem mm-hmm. to, to read that fast. So I think I got through his book in like four and a half hours. Okay, so it wasn't. Yeah, bad. I should listen to it. Yeah, it's good. I, I have one week. It ends abruptly. I will say. I was like, okay, the book's over. That's weird. <laughs> Hmm. I did just read, um, oh my God, what was the book that I just finished reading and I was wanted to complain about it because I hated how it ended. Oh, um, Colleen Hoover? No, that one was awful. <laughs> no, I'm not a huge, y'all can come at me if you want. I'm not a huge Colleen Hoover fan. No, for my other book club, I read Normal People. It's a TV show. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I read the book. Any of my friends in the other book club that I'm in, who have not read it yet, don't listen to this. If you have read it, hear me out. I'll say this in our book club meeting. (laughs) Not a fan. It just straight up ends. It ends. And I like wanted to throw my phone because I listened to it on audio. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? It like leaves you wanting more or just It it ends ends on a person saying a sentence and it's over. And you're just like- (laughs) Well, everything has to end. What? It it doesn't make sense. They're like having a conversation and it just ends. And you're like, uh. Maybe there is something wrong with your book. No, I texted a friend and they were like, oh no, it's bad. And I was like, yeah, I'm pissed. Wow. Good to know. I know. It was so weird. I've heard good things about that. Yeah. I heard, again, and I also am not a huge, people find it weird that I'm not into like steamy sexual narration in books. I don't actually care to listen to that. And this was a very sexual book. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I don't care. I don't like romance books. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. I don't care. I don't either. I have a great imagination. I like don't need to hear it narrated. 
I'm good. I got it. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea for sure. But, you know, shout out to anyone who does like right. it. Right. Oh, my great gosh. For them. Yeah. No, no judgment, please. Like you do. you. That's why there's books for every person. Right. But that was just not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. So a friend group from Greensboro. Yes, from Greensboro, North Carolina, um, went to Charlotte, UNC Charlotte for school. Awesome. Um, and after I graduated, I met Jordan, mm. um, and I was kind of living and working in Charlotte um, for several years. And we moved to New York together. Um, funny story, we were actually supposed to move to Denver, Colorado. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and what that was did the change not for? Um, Jordan came to me one day and said, I can't move to Denver. I have to move to New York. And I said, okay. Um, Work. I think we had met, heard him say on this podcast <laughs> that he was like, that's where I need to be. Yes. Yeah. He, and he basically was like, you know, I need to go for comedy. I need to try this. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So, um, we moved up there together. Um, I took my job from Charlotte with me initially and, um, you know, didn't really talk to them about moving. I actually didn't tell them that I was moving. <laughs> what year was this? Uh, this was 2016. Yeah. So yeah. working from home wasn't a total foreign concept, like working oh, remote. No. My job was fully remote. Yeah. Um, so I took that job with me and obviously could not keep that North yeah. Carolina salary for long living oh in gosh. New York. No. So it's probably not um, even half of what you need to live in no. New York. No. <laughs> yes. It like you're was, making $45,000. Yeah, no, even less than that. But oh, wow. it, you know, it was terrible. Um, so immediately kind of started looking for a new job. Yeah. Um, What'd you get your degree in? Uh, religious studies, actually. No which, shit. Which is why I was in Israel, which we were talking about yes. beforehand. Okay, this is all coming together. And I swear you've told me this under some other conversation topic. And I must Probably have just completely so. pushed it out of my brain. But okay, you have to tell us more. Yeah, so um, I studied religious studies in school, um, kind of for no other reason than I needed to get a degree, and I didn't want to be in school that much longer. Um, Love that. Like, yeah. I just, I'm here because the world thinks I need a college degree, apparently. Exactly. Yeah, so, and it was fantastic. I mean, lots of reading, lots of discussing um, religions and kind of like old ancient texts and just such an interesting um kind of field to learn a lot about and so when I graduated um the head of the department invited uh, myself and one of my best friends to go out um and work on his archaeological dig in Jerusalem I am um, so envious of this so as a so Jew cool. that is I would <laughs> and I'm a historian at heart that sounds amazing yeah you have you been to Israel no I'm taking my birth rate trip next May okay well so that I'm is my plan say, when did they extend the age to 32 okay yep awesome. so it was like what 28 or something before it was young yeah i mean it was like mid to late 20s at the max and my cousins worked for one of the agencies that does these birth trips Mm -hmm. i'm sorry birthright trips and she i talked to her about it because i'd missed my window like so long ago and then she was like no they've extended the age incredible part of me thinks it was probably covid related Probably to so. extend some mm-hmm. of the ages. And then too, so many people probably wanted to go. And now that like they're finding out like 23andMe and all these other yeah. things, like you may be able to find out that you're ethnically, you know, have this heritage and this lineage. So I wonder if that's why they extended it. So when are you going? So I want to go next May. Okay. Would be my plan. Amazing. Yep. Hopefully. I'm trying to convince my, my cousin told me that if I plan it enough in advance, she'll go with me. Incredible. Yeah. 
Because I the world is being in a 31 good place. and I'm like, please do not put me with like the 22 year olds <laughs> of this birth trip. She's like, no, 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 no. You can pick like the older groups to go with. That's so funny. But she's like, I'll, I'll go with you. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well, you'll have to visit the dig site yes. when you go. Um, it's still there and still active. Although Let's the- pray um, to whatever God you all believe in that there's not a third world war that happens between now and when I want to go. And just even past then. <laughs> and ever, ever. Seriously, but like one more year would be great. Thank you. Yeah, just hold it off, please. I'd like to go to Israel first. Please, I know. Please. Gosh, we're trying to get out to Italy um, this summer, and I just don't know if that's going to happen. God, I know. I'm so sorry. That's just that's wild. Yeah, the world. Um, so anyway, um, went out to Israel, worked on the dig site for a few weeks. Is um, it for religious artifacts like holy relics and stuff like what are we looking for yeah Yeah. essentially it was um right outside of the old city um just just one of the best things i've ever done once in a lifetime how could you have said no i mean i i couldn't no um and i actually had told my grandpa about it before i was deciding if i wanted to go because i had just graduated and it was like a school ran event and i was like i don't know i just graduated and he's like no you need to go um, we're going to make it happen. So went out there. Um, and after there, I w- actually went and stayed with my cousins in Italy for a month. Um, so it was like kind of the best like end to school. Right. Um, and then I came back and started being an adult, unfortunately. <laughs> so fun. Um, but yeah, so I studied religious studies. I love that. That's at fascinating. UNC Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. So we moved to New York. Yes, moved to New York in 2016 um, and was working kind of in marketing, graphic design at an ad agency um, and did a lot of really cool shit while we were out there. Um, I remember like the first time I went on a photo shoot set, I was like, what? Did I peek? This is so cool. (laughs) Um, So we were living and working out there and Jordan was doing comedy. um, And we were really just kind of living our best lives. Um, And in 2020, the world ended. The dreaded 2020. we, I, we had gotten engaged, um, I guess it was 2019. I don't know. I kind of like repressed a lot of the timeline. I'm like, what year is it? I don't even know. Uh, I know. Um, and we were visiting North Carolina, um, and Jordan had mentioned this when he was on the podcast, um, earlier. Um, but we were visiting North Carolina to do some wedding planning actually in Charlotte. Um, and the world shut down. Like, while you're on vacation. You're like, yeah. cool, we'll be back in a week. Thanks, love you, bye. Like, less than that. We were gone, went for the weekend. Um, and I remember this moment. We were um, sitting in a bar in Noda in Charlotte, if you all are familiar with the area. And I was watching the news about the death count. And I was like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> we need to go home. What are we doing? Isn't that so surreal? It was very scary. Having a drink, sitting at a bar in your however many hundreds, thousands of miles away from New York. I have no sense of distance. Hundreds. Hundreds. Thank you. You're like, Susan, (laughs) it's not Africa. Thank you. (laughs) And you're like, wait, people are, it's like a war zone in New York, but I'm sitting in this bar removed. It's that cognitive dissonance, right? Like I can sit here and enjoy my beverage, but 
people are dying where we live. I don't understand. Right. So it was actually that weekend, almost two years to the day. Um, I think we hit sure, our two years, like one week or two weeks ago. Well, March 16th. Yeah. So oh, four days ago. Four days ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking mind blowing. I know. So um, we, yeah, that was the weekend New York shut down. Um, and we were in Charlotte and I'm at the bar watching this and Jordan and I are kind of looking at each other like, do we go back? Can we go back? Like, will they let us off a plane and come home? So, um, I think that weekend my office actually declared that they were temporarily shutting down, um, the office space and Jordan's did the same. And so we're like, all right, let's stay. Let's just stay. Um, we missed our flight back to New York and moved in with my mom and stepdad temporarily in high school. Did point. you have anything with you? I had a floral dress, <laughs> a pair of jeans, sneakers, and like a few t-shirts. Shut up. We were going to be gone for like three days. And when you live in New York, you learn how to pack uh, very small, very quickly because you're bringing your suitcase or your bag with you everywhere and it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have anything. Jordan had like a silk shirt that said like, get money or something so <laughs> stupid. I mean, we we packed like we were going out, you know? Yeah. Um, so no, we didn't have anything. Um, had to buy all new clothes. Um, so we were living temporarily with my mom and stepdad in High Point, and um, we made the decision at some point where we we're like, let's ride this out for a couple of weeks. Like, we'll get a plane ticket, we'll get a train ticket, whatever it is when it's time to go home, but let's not book travel. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, and it was at that time where... Um, my mom and I actually, when, when I was growing up, we were really close. It was just the two of us. So this was kind of a special moment for us. Like, Mm. wow, you know, we get to live together again. As adults too. As adults. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been away for five years. Like it was really special. And I had to kind of think like, wait, how's Jordan doing? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. he's away from his family. We were quarantining from friends. Like it wasn't the best situation for him, if I'm being totally honest. Um, And it wasn't for me either. I mean, you take two sets of married people, and Jordan and I weren't married at the time, but four grown adults. Correct. Right. And stick them in a place where two were living. People with like completely different backgrounds, um, completely completely different lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't the best situation for a long period of time Mm -hmm. you know we were cramping their style (laughs) (laughs) like we want to go to bed early we're gonna stay up late (laughs) yeah exactly I mean it was just you know not the best situation um for all of us collectively and so at that time we decided let's go stay in Wilmington um which is my grandpa had a condo there that we could stay in so that was vacant so we went there and it was at some point that we were in Wilmington um our lease was ending in New York so we're like fuck what do we do um and we just decided kind of based on nothing like let's move back we were gonna do it eventually but maybe this is the time like New York's not going back to New York for a while yeah well and like you had said part of y'all had moved there 
because Jordan's comedy. Right. And that comedy scene had completely shut down. Exactly. Everything was shut down. All of the reasons that make New York so special, the community, the culture, Mm -hmm. it was kind of not a thing. Yeah. Um, There are these really scary pictures of, like, empty Times Square and trash everywhere. And it was kind of reverting back to a time where New York was a little bit dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say that it's not dangerous now, but there's power in numbers everywhere you go. If there's a crowd, you probably feel safer. There's people on every street corner everywhere, like hundreds of people walking around. Yes. I mean, I remember those stories, right, of people saying that leaving their apartment was like a feat. You know, exactly. to you had to pick a time to leave that was safer <laughs> and like no one was outside at nighttime. Yeah. It's just, and again, like just to clarify, like this is in no way comparing to what other people are going through in these other countries right now. But I actually do want to lend a parallel of like, that's very terrifying. Like I can never speak to anything even on any level of that. And that's just the tiniest level of what that yeah. must feel like to not feel safe in your hometown anymore. And in your space mm-hmm. that was once a very safe, comforting, like you said, lively, culturally rich place. Yeah. And it's all gone. Yeah. It was pretty alarming. Um, and I'm happy you mentioned that because I do want to say that throughout this whole story that I'm going to tell you guys, we were very lucky with our situation and very fortunate to land where we landed. Um, But that doesn't by any means mean that it wasn't challenging for us. We don't do comparative suffering here. Your feelings (laughs) and your story are still very valid and you still went through something very difficult. If I sat here and tried to compare everybody's story on this podcast to something worse, I'd find it. (laughs) Yes. um, I I hear that. Um, But so, yeah, we, we, we went back to New York to get our stuff. Do you remember when that was? Because I'm trying to recall because I didn't come in contact with you till... Our lease ended... End of May? 2020. In 2020. Okay. Yeah, I think... I honestly can't remember. I, yeah, I the repressed years are a lot of it. wild. Because well, I'm sitting here being like, when did I first meet y'all? Well, we officially moved to Raleigh in July of 2020. That would make sense. Okay. So it must have been the end of the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, like yeah. early summer 2020 would have yeah. been when y'all had gone back to New York. Yeah. So we went okay. back to get all of our stuff, kind of not knowing where we were even going to po- move it like or put it. Yeah. We hadn't decided on Raleigh. We were living temporarily in Wilmington. And um, we walked into our apartment and it was like apocalyptic, like dust, dead plants, nasty shit in the fridge. <sighs> like... <laughs> If I would have known that we were going to leave and not come back for months, I would have tidied up. (laughs) (laughs) I could have thrown that milk in the garbage. It was disgusting. I mean, I like got a nosebleed like after (gasps) being in there for a couple of days because of the dust. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, it was terrible. I don't think people realize, yeah, like what truly a few weeks to a month of not living in a space can do to a space. It was a couple of months that it was untouched. Um... So we kind of, you know, did a farewell tour, said goodbye to everyone, grabbed all of our stuff. And Spencer Bland, former guest, actually drove a U-Haul up and helped Mm. move us out to Wilmington. Um, And we like drove through the night, got all of our stuff and just put it in a storage unit because we were like, 
where are we going to put this? Who the hell knows where we're yeah. moving? Yeah. Um, and we were living in a one bedroom condo in downtown Wilmington. Yeah. Um, so I took the plants that were alive with me, <laughs> got some clothes. We rescued them. Yes. Um, and then a few weeks later, we, um, we actually had to make the tough call to move our wedding. So we, oh, yeah. we were like a 2021, no. Were you a 2020 oh. wedding? So we were a 2020 wedding. Yeah. Um, so we had actually moved it a couple of weeks earlier into the pandemic. So that's right. So we had to move our wedding, um, make this decision to move our wedding, make our, this decision to stay in Wilmington, and then make the decision to like move from New York. Um, and at the moment, we had like all of these really tough calls to make. And we were getting a lot of influence from our families and friends, which, you know... They don't know the answer either. No one knew the answer. And also how much more complex does that get, right? When you have different opinions <laughs> right. and beliefs and uh, what is the word I want, right? When someone has like more buy-in, like, oh, come yeah. here because I'm here. No, come here because I'm here. Right. It was just, we, nev- we never knew what the right answer was. Um, I don't know that I would If there even either. was one. Right. Right. Like, do we leave our apartment? Do we just go resign for another year? Like, do we risk our health? Well, because y'all went back, too, to get your stuff. Like, like, let's say it was May. That's when there was this minor reprieve. There was, like, this tiny, like, I'm going to tiptoe back into whatever this new normal, quote-unquote, is going to be. I mean, I remember seeing videos and pictures of those circles, like the hula hoop circles (laughs) in parks. It was actually so fun when we went to go get our stuff. It was wild. It was wild. (laughs) It was just, like... Everyone was in the streets. No one cared. Like, it, I don't know. It was, it was like no rules. Like, there were no rules. Yeah. And we were like, oh. we're leaving. Are we really going to leave? So, you know, after making all of these really tough decisions, do we move the wedding? I don't know. Yeah, let's just do it. Do we move to Wilmington? I don't know. Let's just do it. Do we move from New York? fuck, I guess, but where do we even go? You know, so it was a year of indecision and a year of really questioning ourselves and what it is that we wanted. And I have this kind of thing about me. I don't often look to the future. I try to kind of be in the moment. Um, But that also means like not being able to make those decisions, right? Like. We're not great planners. I'm not a good planner. I hate planning. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't like planning. Um, And so, yeah, we were in Wilmington and then we kind of decided like, all right, let's commit. We have to go somewhere. Where do we go? Um, Jordan wanted to go back to Charlotte and that kind of felt like defeating to me. Hmm. Like we left Charlotte. We already did Charlotte. Let's not go back. Because you were there before you moved to New York. For seven years, I was. Yeah. Yeah. And you left for a reason. I left because I felt like I had done everything, met everyone, seen everything. Like, there was nothing more for me. squeezed Charlotte dry. Yeah. Yeah. So I suggested Raleigh. Um, or maybe Jordan did, or maybe it was Spencer in our ears. This <laughs> <laughs> little voice. Yeah. Um, And for no other reason than it was a city that we hadn't lived in in North Carolina. 
Um, and so we moved here in July. Uh, still had our jobs from New York. Um, and at that time, it wasn't working out with my job anymore. So right after we moved here, um, I was no longer at my company. And I'm kind of looking around like, what the hell did I just do? Yeah, it's 2020 still. The yeah. world feels like it's ending. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what's happening. There's no roadmap for this. That's what I hear a lot of people talk about or how right. we give it an image is that you have no rule book. Right. N- nothing to go off of. And you just told me I'm not a big planner. So, you know, I'm moving to this new city where, yes, I've got people and friends, but I've never lived here. Right. And now I'm also like, what the fuck am I going to do to make money? Exactly. And you talk about having people here. I mean, yes, we had Spencer and Lindy and they're like family at this point, but we didn't really have anyone. Um, We had each other and Spencer and Lindy, thank God for them. Um, But, you know, we left a community, our friends, people who like felt like family um, to come to a place where... We didn't have jobs here. We didn't have friends here. We had family close, but we were really kind of on an island. And after following a year of like having this decision kind of ripped from us, what it felt like um, to stay in New York or to leave, we were in a new city just kind of twiddling our thumbs like, did we make the right decision? Mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of person where I don't often kind of sit in my emotions. Um, I try to, like you've heard me say a couple of times, I repress the bad stuff. Um, I only like to remember the good things. Um, But that also means in the moment that I won't often be in a bad place mentally or even acknowledge that emotion. But looking back on it, this was one of the hardest times of my life. Uh, and really, really challenging. And it was just months of make this tough call, make this tough call, make this tough call, hearing from people on both ends of that makes sense. Why are you doing that? You know, <laughs> and having to explain yourself. Exactly. When you're sitting over being like, I don't, I don't know why we're making the calls right. we're making. I would really love to not be making any of these calls <laughs> that I'm making right now. Exactly. Um, and there was this other layer of it where I was feeling guilt and pressure from some of my people in New York that were still there and kind of feeling like, you know, whether these people made, wanted us to feel this way or not, I don't know, but making us kind of feel like, well, you gave up on New York, you gave up on comedy, you gave up on your work, Melissa. Um, and in a way we did. But it's what we did in the moment to feel safe. Yeah, like who are they to, and again, like you said, we don't know that it was intentional, yet their message was received that y'all took the easy way out. Exactly. I'm Um, sorry, like what would you not have? (laughs) Like I just, you know, I find that so odd. And again, we don't know if that was their intent. Maybe they, I often sometimes will talk to clients about this and say, why do people judge or shame or 
talk down to others that are doing something that like really isn't a bad thing. Like if you think about like women in larger bodies or bigger bodies that wear bikinis, why do other women bash them? Right. Some of it's because those women might suck. Most of the time it's because those women are like, how dare you stop following the rules and the norms that I've had to follow yeah. in this world? Like, how dare you stand up for yourself? Mm-hmm. So what did you and Jordan do? You took the reins that you had and made really tough decisions. Who's to say they wouldn't have done the same thing? Right. I think it's a lot of projected emotion um, and a lot of comparison. Um, And, you know, we just did what we felt was right. And the other element was we're just sitting here defending our decisions, but I don't even know if this defense is what I believe. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know. Let me sit in this moment for a little right, bit. Like, I just had to make a decision. I actually don't know that I would have done this decision I, or that I agree with it. I just had to and yeah. I did it and hopefully it works out. Yeah. Um. So, you know, as soon as we got to Raleigh, I really worked to immerse myself in the community, which is a hard thing to do in the middle of a global pandemic. You to do all over again. <laughs> you just did it. Yeah. And you'd met your people. You said you had family. You'd made a home out of a place that so many people go with hopes and dreams of making a living and a home. Right. And you left outside of your own control. Exactly. It was was really tough leaving something that we had worked so hard to make work for years. New York's not easy. Um, I know. If if any of y'all think from this story, moving to New York and making friends is easy, you are sorely mistaken. (laughs) We were very lucky to meet people that were just so sweet and considerate and fun. And just, we had a group there that was like nowhere else. Um, I think it spoke a little bit to our point, the point where we were in our life at that time, professionally and where Jordan was with comedy. Um, But it was really tough leaving them. And uh, coming back to Raleigh and kind of starting all over again was no easy feat. Um, I definitely gave it my all. Um, Lindy was very, and Spencer were very sweet to kind of introduce me to all of you guys. Um, And you all welcomed me and Jordan with welcome arms, open arms. Um, And that was very good for us mentally. Um, But it's still kind of this moment, well, it was for a long time, where I was like, well, these are their friends. They're being sweet to us because of them. So having that kind of imposter syndrome in a new city where it's like, if I would have met you on my own, would you still like me? Would we have even been friends? Would we be friends? Or are you my friend because Lindy brought me around and you guys are being nice? <laughs> we <were> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I finally got to a point, um, you know, we're almost two years in where I feel confident in my relationships. Um, but it's it's hard starting in a new city. Um, it's hard on your, your psyche. Yeah. Um, And I think for a lot of people, the pandemic kind of had us questioning ourselves, our personalities. We kind of forgot for a little while what it was like to be around people. So when things started feeling safe again, I'm like, wait, is this my personality? I kind of forgot how (laughs) to be around new people. people? (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's terrible. It's terrible. But I remember questioning myself when I first moved here. I'm like am I mirroring that person's personality or is that really me? And so kind of struggling with that. And, 
you know, I've, I'm at a place where I'm very happy here. Um, I'm happy with our decisions. Like it all kind of worked out, but I have my partner who is still not really sure about it. Um, so looking out for his mental health was kind of weighing on me a lot too in the first year that we moved here. Um, I was, you know, ready to leave New York in the next couple of years. I think he would have stayed forever had I been okay with it yeah. as well. He was lo- he was loving it. I mean, to him. Yeah. And if y'all, I would really recommend after listening to Melissa's episode, if you have not listened to Jordan's episode to go back. And I think that will come full circle for what Melissa is sharing. And that Jordan has mentioned that, that he would have lived this what what did we what did he call it? Just like lack of responsibility life that you get to live in New York yeah. forever. Yeah, he would have lived in a room with no windows <laughs> and no air conditioning and just been peachy keen. Um, a man who is easily and pleased and entertained. Oh, he's the yeah. best. He is the best. <laughs> I love him for that. He's very amenable. But um, so looking out for my partner's mental health was really challenging and. Um, you know, mine too. But here we're, you know, two years into living this life here. And I just kind of feel like the joke's on us, like the pandemic never ended. <laughs> so why do we even leave? So I've been thinking lately in preparation for talking to you about like, you know, at the end of the day, am I happy with the decisions that we made and all of these kind of tough choices that got us to where we are today. And I can't help but wonder, like, what if we stayed in New York? What would life look like right now? Um, But I think that's really kind of dangerous territory to go down. It can be, but I don't, I don't think anybody would blame you. I was sitting over here thinking about what that would have been like if we had had to pick up our life and leave this massive friend group that I hold here. And I'm like emotional thinking about that. I I can't imagine the strength and the effort and just the, like this facade that you have to put on or you're just gonna sit and be miserable. Yeah, it's it's hard. It, it was very hard to put yourself out there. Yeah. Especially as an adult. <laughs> Making <laughs> adult God. friends is... Do you know how many clients are like, how do people make friends as adults? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to sit here and tell you all the ways that I've seen people do it, but I'm not going to sugarcoat and pretend that it's easy because it's not. It's one of the most challenging things that I've ever had to do. And there's also this moment where I'm like, do I even like the people that I'm engaging with or am I just searching for what I had? Or like making the best of the situation. Exactly. And, you know, now that we're here almost two years, I've had the confidence in myself to really trust myself um, and trust my intuition. And I spend my time with the people that make me feel good and vice versa, I hope. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And having confidence in the group that I've chosen. And I'm just so thankful for you all and for Lindy and Spencer um, for welcoming me in and no longer kind of 
am I feeling that imposter syndrome and I'm feeling confident in my relationships? Um, And that's a tough place to get to. Yeah. And you mentioned such a good point that I want to highlight and give it its moment where you said, you know, we, we chose to move out of New York fully because it was the best choice for our safety. And at that time, we didn't know when the pandemic would end. The reality is the pandemic never ended. So I can imagine there's part of you that's asking, why didn't we just go back? Yes, exactly. It, it's kind of this unspoken thing, I think, between me and Jordan, where we're like, how we could have just stayed. <laughs> yeah. Like, would we like have been able end. to make it work yes. if we had just stayed? And what would that have been like? I think it definitely would not have come without its challenges and it's a grass is always greener scenario. Um, there's a lot in our life now that we would not have been able to have had we stayed in New York. Um, but I can't help but wonder what life would look like had we have stayed. Yeah. What keeps coming up for me it's shouting in my mind that apparently I need to say to you again is that you didn't make this choice willingly. And that's got to be one of the hardest parts and one of the, what is the word I want? One of the aspects that make you cling on to the grass is greener scenario and view because you didn't choose this willingly. You would have left New York hopefully on your own terms whenever you both had decided it was time. Instead, the world did that. Right. You know, and I'm using that term in a very weird way, but it was not your y'all's choice. Right. And so now you're like, well, what if, what if, what if? Because someone or something else made the decision for you. Exactly. And so now you're like sitting here rationalizing this decision, right? You're like, well, we made it because of this, because that's (laughs) how I have to sleep at night, because if I don't, I'm going to lose my mind. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, I I can't tell you how many conversations I had with my friends where I was rationalizing our decisions Um, and kind of talking them and myself into this like, no, it's fine. We're (laughs) fine. I'm convincing myself too, Mm -hmm. not just you. It's fine. No, we're great. Couldn't (laughs) find better. (laughs) Have you seen our two-bedroom house? You don't have those in New York. I'm fine. I have space. <laughs> You're like, we're fine. Leave me alone. Stop making me discuss this with you. Yeah. So uh, it's it's been tough. But, um, you know, I think we're finally at a place where I know at least I am where I'm feeling very happy in my choices. Um, I'm happy where we landed. And, you know, that feeling of what if I think lately has gotten a little quieter yeah um life is really great in raleigh there's good people here it's 75 degrees outside right now <laughs> we got a little kitty we have a puppy coming um my job is fantastic i love my coworkers. shout out personify <laughs> um but we're in a good place finally yeah. i am i think that's least. incredible Throughout the pandemic and even now, what have you done to like take care of your mental health and take care of yourself through all of that? Yeah, so I've had to become, I think this is 
kind of come with age too, but I've had to become very protective of my energy, um, which I think can sound a little silly to some people, but it really holds true to me. Um, that kind of looks like protecting myself from people that don't lift me up. Um, and I experienced a lot of pushback and negativity in the past two years from people who didn't necessarily want the best thing for me um, and were a little bit selfish in my decisions um, and how it would impact them instead of how it would kind of help me. So part of kind of keeping my mental health and my health in a good place meant ending some pretty long relationships. Um, and that was really hard, but you know, as I look back on it, that was kind of the best thing for me. Um, so it's been being kind of protective of my energy, protective of my relationships, but also gotten so deep into wellness on like a laughable <laughs> level. Like I went through this phase where I was like an ingredient snob where Oh, yeah, like in the grocery store reading the oh, packages. Oh, my God. I oh. love going to the grocery store so much. I could, You can go grocery shopping for us. I would love to. Oh, great. Tell me what you want and what you're looking seriously, for. I will, seriously. Okay, great. Never going to the grocery store again. And I got you. I the will suggest the only grocery store I want to go is Trader Joe's or Costco. Like, I'll be. <laughs> I do not want to actually go grocery shopping. I would love to grocery shop for you. Perfect. Um, Done. I'll pay you in <laughs> You can pay me in kitty snuggles. Yes, and jasmine <laughs> snuggles. Easy done. Um, so I was really into, I still am really into health and wellness. Um, I love working out and getting my friends to work out with me um, and super into cooking and all the, those good things. And then, you know, I think the kind of last key thing that was so good for my mental health in this time was my relationship with Jordan. Um, he's really been like so grounding for me. Um, having someone to go through it with, uh, and we have these kind of kind of converse candid conversations where we're like, "Are you okay? Are you happy? Do you like your life?" I love that. <laughs> um, just kind of checking in because it has been a roller coaster in the seven years we've been together. That's wild. That's wild. He's like my family. I, I love, love that. He so is your family. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, not yet. Like 10, 10 years. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I love that. You know, I, I, now that you actually mentioned that, I feel like, you know, Josh and I do that a little bit. He'll like be like, babe, are you happy? And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Why, why are you asking me this right now? He's like, I just want to know. Like, are you happy? Do you so like, like your life? It's cute to hear that, like, okay, that's a thing. Like, other it's people do that. Yeah. I mean, your partner is somebody who you go through everything with. I mean, Jordan is one of, like I said, he's my family. We went through it all together. So if I ever feel kind of unique in what happened to me, I'm not because I can just turn over and be like, uh, this is kind of fucked up, right? Yeah, like I'm not crazy, right? Well, and again, it bonds the two of you. Totally. And you both went through something, you know, I think people could argue either way, like traumatic to some degree, not as traumatic as what it could have been. Like you said, mm -hmm. you're very grateful and, you know, feel very blessed and lucky that it could have been worse. And yet it bonded the two of you together. Absolutely. I mean, I hear these horrible stories about people 
you know, splitting up through the pandemic. It was just too much for them or mm-hmm. so yeah. many divorces, right? So because pe- couples who traveled or their part, one of their partners traveled for work, didn't travel anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean, everyone's lives were turned upside down. Yeah. I mean, I know it sped up Josh and, and I's relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'd been dating for, I don't know, five months. <laughs> and, and then you're like, trapped okay, inside. Okay, now we're living together because <laughs> this is how this will work. I want to know everything about you. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. I mean, thankfully, our history really lend lended to that since we'd known each other for so long. I don't think it felt as you know crushing to like speed up a relationship, so to speak. Crushing is not the right word, but yeah, couples and relationships. I can imagine went all over the place. Yeah, yeah, and you know. We got married. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, because y'all's wedding was 2021 Memorial yeah. Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Weird time. I know. Melissa, how are you today? I'm good. I'm yeah. very good. Um, finally, I kind of feel secure in my decisions. Yeah. Um, and looking back on it is just hilarious (laughs) well you gotta laugh right what else are you gonna do well you can be sad too we want you to be sad y'all know me and mom i feels all the time i hate being sad um (laughs) i don't know that anyone enjoys being sad (laughs) and yet it's this necessary evil yeah you know that movie inside out can't have happiness without sadness joy does not exist exactly um but i'm good i'm really good how are you I'm good. I'm loving the weather. I'm with you on that. It's it's weird how much you don't realize you're impacted by the change in seasons and the weather. It's very real. This vitamin D deficiency is real over real. here. Real. Real, yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I was told in my staff meeting on Thursday, I do a consult for work with all my fellow coworkers that are therapists. And we have a coworker who lives on a farm. She helps tend a farm for someone that like lives out of the country. Amazing. Did you see the article that came out that they have found depression fighting properties in soil, like in certain soil compounds. So like that's why gardening is such a huge thing to like combat depression. I think I've heard about this. It's called like grounding. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Yes. So you are. Yes. So there's a grounding, yes, which is like you need to keep your feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. But supposedly there's like actual compounds in the dirt that Mm -hmm. go into the air and into your skin when you touch it. So it's almost like mushrooms, but not because, you know, mushrooms come from like the soil and the dirt and like Mm -hmm. psilocybins. Y'all find this article for me and like send it to me so I don't sound like an insane person. (laughs) It's But apparently there's like something to like actually absorbing chemicals or compounds from the soil fight depression. So we need to go find some soil. So in addition to grounding, which for all of y'all that have heard me say this before, there's grounding is a sensory exercise where you come to the present moment and reconnect to the earth. So it comes from Western culture of actually like reconnecting to the earth, which is like putting your feet in the sand or Mm -hmm. the ground or the soil, whatever that is. But if you can't do that, there are other ways to ground involving your five senses. And I do this on the reg. Um, But yes, but I'm good. You're good. good. That makes me happy. Yeah, you make me happy. Oh, so sweet. Give us some words of advice that you have found that you live by. This took me a while to come to terms with, but the 
the phrase or the words of advice that I would like to share with you all are to trust your gut and your intuition even when you have no idea what it's telling you. (laughs) I I trusted my gut in all of these situations and I'm left with a very happy life. Um, And so just lean into those feelings uh, that your intuition is telling you and lean into your gut. It'll hopefully guide you in the right direction. Hope so. And if it doesn't, don't find me and tell me. (laughs) Don't come for me. I only want to hear the good stuff. This is not medical advice. (laughs) I'm not a doctor. Not licensed professional. I love that. Melissa, thank you so much for feeling like you could be vulnerable. As you said, you're not someone who, who tends to want to dwell on feelings that may be labeled as more down or sad. And you did that today. And I think you were you know, really vulnerable for us to hear that part of your life. And I really hope that that wasn't hard for you in a way that you wish you hadn't done it. Not at all. This has been incredible. Thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to tell my sad two-year story with you all. Absolutely. And as you had said, you know, you're not really, you weren't quite sure for some time if you had made a decision that felt genuinely good or whether we were just making the most out of a really bad situation. And it's nice to hear you say that you don't feel like an imposter anymore because (laughs) I love you and we love you and very glad that you're here. And I consider you a really good friend. Oh, and now I'm gonna cry. (laughs) So this is how this ends. (sighs) Thank you. I feel the exact same way. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Please be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts, and follow us on social media at I've Been Better. Pod.